Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am super excited for us to talk with Jen Liddy this morning. Jen is just this amazing woman. She's a mindset coach, and you're going to see that she is so good at planning systems. And what a good thing to talk about at this time of year in the spring when I don't know about you, but all I want to do is make sure everything's organized and cleaned out. And I just have this like huge spring cleaning instinct. I don't know. I feel like that whole thing is really real right now. And Jen has such great ideas. And the thing that I love the most about everything she says is that we barely knew each other before this interview, but so much of what she shared is actually in the flow planner. And the flow planner is almost here. It's kind of here. I think a little over 200 went out last week to people who pre-ordered. I have probably 45 sitting here ready to go out this morning because this morning I'm doing my big live event, Solopreneur. So ladies are going to get to actually use their flow planner all together as this podcast is going live, which is super, super exciting for me to just watch in action. I'm going to have a handful of other ones that I I feel like they're already accounted for when I announce them on Facebook. And then the rest, the balance, those ones got airshipped, but I couldn't do everything airshipped. So the rest are coming on a boat and they should be here any, any day now. So I'm super excited to get the flow planner into so many hands. You guys are going to love it. And to kick off that process, There is nothing better than a challenge. And so what we're going to do is for a full week, starting in about two weeks, I think it's in two weeks, yes, two weeks, we are going to, or a little less than two weeks actually, I think it's a week and a half, it starts on a Sunday. And this is going live on a Wednesday, so it doesn't go live this Sunday, it goes live the following Sunday, Um, Mother's Day, right? Because first of all, we need to put our, start putting ourselves first and what better day to remind us of that than Mother's Day. And second of all, a challenge is just such a good way to focus on one thing for a week, which if you have heard me talk about one doable change, you know it's something that I love to do. So we are going to f- focus for a week on designing your best week ever. And it's not like this is going to be the best week you're ever going to have. You're going to focus on how to design your best week ever so that you can rinse and repeat that over and over every week. So I think you're going to love this challenge or mini class or whatever you want to call it, but it's basically a bunch of people getting together and figuring out how to design your week. And I'm I'm super excited to lead it. So if you want to be part of that, you need to go to bit.ly slash flow challenge. So bit.ly is a a way to shorten a link. So you just type in bit.ly backslash flow challenge, all one word, all lowercase. All right. Bit.ly slash 
flow challenge, bit.ly slash flow challenge. And this will also be linked on the Plan Simple Meals homepage. It will be in the show notes for this episode. And if you are on social media, you will be able to find it on the Plan Simple Meals Instagram account and our Facebook page. So it will be everywhere. I want you to sign up. I want you to tell your friends about it. Will you tell a couple friends about the Flow Challenge so that we can get lots of ladies planning? It's a, such a great time to think through this because we're about to hit a change, which is our kids getting out of school and heading into summer. And it's a really good time to just be intentional about how you want to spend your time, whether you're needing to get work done this summer, whether you're wanting to actually create space for vacation, whether you want to have some really fun adventures with your kids or eat really well, whatever your goals are for this summer, we're going to tackle them and figure out how to really build them in, in this challenge. And it's so great to be able to build in the things that you want to do, because then at the end of summer, when people are like, how was your summer? You know, it was fabulous because you did what you wanted to do. You had that best week ever over and over again. So super excited for this challenge. And I'm hoping that on the next podcast or possibly the podcast after that, I will be telling you how to get your actual flow planner. Though during the challenge, you'll be getting worksheets that are from the flow planner. So you'll get a taste of what it looks like. All right, you guys, let's get Jen on the episode so that we can start all this fabulousness. Hi, Jen Letty. Welcome to the Plan Simple <laughs> Podcast. Hi, Mia. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I know. It. It's funny. We just, we've just been talking a little, and I love having new people on the podcast. Um, I feel like there's this great mix of uh, old friends, you know, people I've worked with, and then brand new people who we get to have this fun conversation live, <laughs> which is always yeah. interesting. <laughs> We're just going to figure it out as we <laughs> exactly. go. Exactly. Um, and Jen and I are actually in a mastermind group together, so it's, we're not complete strangers, which is fun. So Jen, tell us a little bit first about uh, like home. You have a, one son, correct? Yes. I have one son and a husband. We live in Syracuse, New York. Um, home is not chaotic. We, I was listening to your family brand podcast mm -hmm. and our home, our brand is very much, um, we choose like a lot of peace and a lot of together time, but I'm an entrepreneur and my husband is an entrepreneur, which means that our life could be very chaotic, <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, it just isn't, it doesn't feel chaotic. We've kind of, we have a lot of systems in place and we include our son in on a lot of the decisions about systems. So, so things operate pretty regularly and pretty smoothly. And my husband and I um, are very good at tag teaming for each other when we need to. Can you give us an example of a system? <clears throat> my husband is a saint. Uh, let me just start by saying that. And he, um, he's the guy who gets up in the morning to take Jack to school. And uh, like the system is, you know, they wake up. I'm just like in support because I realize that my way of doing things in the morning stresses both of them out. So I basically stay out of their way. I'll throw a question in here. Have you brushed your teeth? Have you fed the cats? But all of those systems are in place. Like Jack has to make his bed, brush his teeth, obviously get himself dressed, but um, feed the cats. And I'll just throw out a question. And John is doing all of the actual work. So cool. our system in the morning is that I stay out of the way and they get their stuff done. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's funny. Ours is 
the opposite, but I actually have come to really enjoy the morning. So I, you know, I'm the one who sneaks downstairs and I usually fit in a meditation and then I mm. get going at breakfast, lunch and moving dinner forward because that's mm-hmm. my, my thing. But um, that's your jam. That's my jam. But it's funny. It is true. Like when when, you know, a child wakes up because I have three of them. So when, you know, somebody wakes up in a different order, like they're pretty like systematized <laughs> at this point, right? Like the same one always wakes up first. The little uh-huh. one always wakes up last. The oldest one always comes down and does his thing. But it's funny, like when it gets off, how it can get out, yes. out of whack. So tell me a little bit, have you always been this orderly and um, balanced? Yeah, my sister and I shared a room growing up and she will tell you Yes, 100%. My, oh, cool. my room has always been orderly. My clothes have always been orderly. I, <clears throat> I'm a, I used to have my closets and I was kind of born organized. That's my thing. Yeah. What I'm not good at is having fun and being risk, a risk taker or um, being off schedule. So that, although it's very easy for me to be organized, I don't tend to be creative or um, spontaneous. That's the word I was looking for. So <clears throat> The people that are drawn to me are the creative types who live in that space of creativity and a little bit of disarray and a little bit of chaos because they like the Order. the grounding energy that I bring to everything. And I really like the airy energy that they bring to everything. So the people in my life are not like me. Oh, it's so interesting. <clears throat> and yeah. I'm definitely the creative, airy type. Mm-hmm. Though through my creativity somewhere, I learned the art of sort of minimalism Uh that's part of my creativity so it's funny because I've learned over time how to make life more minimal because to me it's more beautiful that way you know that's just and it's also easier yeah no totally it's easier when you're a creative type you want less stuff because it's hard for creatives to keep track of stuff it makes them feel weighted down and they need to be more airy in their energy exactly yes so true All right, so let's dive into my new favorite subject since I came out with a planner, which is sort of managing our time Mm. and figuring that out. So has has time always been organized? Like, have you always been really organized in that realm as well? Yeah, and I hate saying it because I I feel like people roll their eyes when I talk about this stuff. Like, it is it is very natural to me. Excuse me, I'm sorry about my cough. Um, in my head. I see like a calendar grid. I see time in a very linear fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I can tell you how much time something will take and um, I can plan things sequentially. I'm really good at sequential thinking. That, that's, I guess, what it comes down to. And that limits me in some ways. So I always like to point out like this is not the right way to be. This is a way to be mm. that serves me. Um, so ever since I can remember, time has been linear and I have been able to fit things in in kind of like a Tetris fashion um, to the point where I used to overdo it and feel very stressed out. And now I have realized that some of those Tetris blocks need to be actual empty blocks for recharging. Mm, I love that. That's so true. We do, <clears throat> and I talk a lot about... Um, you know, time blocking like all the time if your day, but making sure that that doesn't mean that you're like <clears throat> filling it with everything. It's like you should always have right. like blocks of time where the kids are just running around or you're just doing nothing, you know, and make sure not to fill that time either. So I love that. And so it sounds like maybe you've always been super organized, but you haven't <clears throat> always been super 
Like you haven't always had that component. Is that true? Like the, I have always the been relax. super organized, but I haven't always been super balanced. Got it. So. And there's a difference, I think, because it's, it's, it's fun for me to be organized. And it's also fun for me to accomplish a lot. That makes me feel really good. Like that's part mm-hmm. of my core values, accomplishing and productivity. And there is a tipping point where you can overproduce to the point where you're absolutely, absolutely depleted. And then you're just junk for everybody in your life. Yeah. And so I've been working on that. (laughs) I did get there. It took me, it took me 100% burning out. Um, in fall of 2016, it started in the summer and spring of 2016, but I had started to notice I was just empty. And the, the word that I would use to describe it was crispy. Mm-hmm. I felt like a little piece of um, Brussels sprout that had been burned and that if you blew on it, it would just blow away. Yeah. I felt the words that I used to describe myself at that point were dead inside. I just felt dead inside. And it took me probably from April 2016 to January 2017, I really started to feel like myself again. And I had to make some huge sweeping changes in my life in order to do that. Interesting. Okay. And so will you tell us about some of the huge sweeping changes? Yeah. The first one was, (laughs) I had, the first one was a big one. I had to leave a business that I was probably working like 70 to 90 hours a week. Like just, you know, that, you know, that, that, that space where you're just working all the time, grind, grind, grind. And so I was working at a business that was my business. Um, I was a co-owner, one of three women and it was a lovely place and I loved being there and I loved everything about it, but I was absolutely ground down to a nub and I had no energy. I had gained a lot of weight and it was a fitness studio and I had gained a lot of weight. Oh, interesting. I felt like I was struggling all the time and I felt dead inside. I also, it's very important to note here that I wasn't getting paid. Mm. So we, the business was making enough money to pay our bills and our staff, but not enough to pay me. Yeah. So I, uh, made a really, it took me a long time to make the decision. And I actually had some external weird things happen that kind of like the piano fell on my head moment where I had to really sit and have a meditation coach kind of guide me through what it looks like to leave your business when it's your business, like how to exit from your business. Right. And it felt like I was pushing everything up a mountain all the time. Yeah. And that was the image that she helped me see. And her point was whether you stay in this business or you don't, um, the business has its own energy and you are going to either be crushed under the weight of pushing that boulder up the hill or you're going to let the boulder do what it's going to do. And it's either going to go backward and and fail or it's going to create momentum and, and go forward. And that was like a really big moment for me where I realized like I could not keep working at that pace for a business that wasn't paying me. Right. So when I made that decision, I can't explain the lift that happened. And it took me a while to, I would say, lick my wounds and get myself back and like, no, what am I going to do next? Because I'm not a person who is just not going to do something. I really knew that I have a lot of energy and, you know, stuff stuff to offer to the world. So um, what happened? In Jan- by January 2017, I felt like I had gotten my breath back. And I will remember at one point, so it was post-holidays and now it's January. And my husband looked at me and he goes, oh, there you are. 
And he just hadn't <laughs> seen me in so long because I had been such a different person for so long under the weight of being incredibly productive. Like the stuff I could get done in a day is, is kind of like when I look, it's kind of mind blowing. Like I'm kind of impressed with myself. Right. But he hadn't seen me in so long and I didn't even know who I was at that point either. Yep. So it was, it was like taking a, a breath. And it's interesting because I think you work with <clears throat> entrepreneurs, but also maybe people who have stepped back from work to raise families. Is that true? <clears throat> it I, is true, I yes. feel like this can happen to us no matter what phase we're in, right? Like we right. can become this busy, whether we're in a corporate job, whether we're an entrepreneur, whether we've decided to stay home. It's always amazing to me like what we can fill our lives with. I was literally um, <laughs> going to use that word, what we fill our days with. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, it's, and I think I, like, and I do notice it happening more and more like at, at this age of, and it's funny because I think your child was about nine. Is that true? My child? No, then like two. So, oh, right. oh so, at that point. Yeah, yeah at that yeah, point he was like he, nine. Yeah, so and he had, he and had that's been a like six when I started. Got it. But when you were quitting, like when you were having this, when you basically the moment of burnout, he was about nine. And it's funny because I feel like that seven to 11 period of children is a time when us as parents are like, we're really like parenting is full on, work yes. is full on, households, like everything is full on. And we yeah. don't realize like how many you know, we always say we're wearing so many hats, but I don't think we actually like take that in <laughs> and give ourselves credit for all the stuff that's going down. Because even if you don't like, you know, make a PowerPoint presentation and teach people something in a day, like you have these, these kids and this house, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's a lot going on. All right. So how did, let's, let's, let's get you, let's, let's hear some of the gems that really got you out of that. Like you first had to recognize you were there. That's right. And I will tell you, <laughs> they were not easy things to recognize. One was, there's this moment I will never forget, or the, the walls in our offices were very thin. And I was listening to my, my partners talk about me in another room. They were oh. like, what's going on with her? Stay out of her way today. She's in a horrible mood. I haven't seen her like this. And, you know, I haven't seen her be happy in weeks. And they were talking about me. And I was like, Oh, God, they're right. So like, I had to be really open to all of these signs that right. were showing me because, <clears throat> because I couldn't stop long enough to hear what my inner voice was saying. I just kept going and going. So the universe just kept slamming me with painful external things to notice. Right. And I think that's really important actually to pause for anyone who's not used to that language that we, if we do stop to be quiet, like it's usually pretty clear what our intuition wants to do. Right. And, and then, yes. and then when we're stop. not, and when we're not, if we can even just pause for a second, we can start to see how we're being slammed. Right. So mm. like so many people are like, I've just been sick all year or, yes. you know, I'm gaining all this weight. And a lot of times people find me to solve it with the food aspect of it all. Yeah. But so often it's, they're just signs. They're external signs of something that has nothing to do with any of that. Right. Like it's, it's so dead on. Time. You're right. And my, and my clients hire me because they say, well, <clears throat> I'm not using my time well. I'm not productive. I should get more done. They should all over themselves. I should, right. I should, I should. And so they come to me and they often don't really like what I have to say, which is you don't need another planner. You don't need a new calendar. You don't need a longer to-do list. We need to constrain. We need to get you 
back to you. What do you want? And that's a really hard question for a lot of my clients because they work so hard at whatever it is, whether they are a stay-at-home mom with a full to-do list or a woman who's working for someone else or a woman who owns her own business. And I'll tell you what's really interesting. Men have started coming to me too. And it's the same exact thing with men, but they have nobody to talk to about it. And all of them, I say, doing more is not the answer. And it's so it's so counterintuitive to them that at fr- they they can be really resistant to it at first. And so in my program, usually the first three or four weeks are just really wading through all of that junk Yeah. so that yeah, they no, can I- constrain. Yeah, I can totally see that. <clears throat> two things come to mind. First of all, I have to make a plug for the flow planner because <laughs> you're going to love it. I can't wait to send it to you because it, oh, that's awesome. what, it, that's what it's about. It's about, starting to recognize all those things. So it's like a planner that actually has you recognizing all the intuitive hits you're getting throughout mm-hmm. a day and creating the space. But my kids go to a um, Waldorf school, um, which is just a different philosophy of education. And what's super interesting is that they get slammed a lot. Like the complaints from the outside world are that they've slowed down education too much. Mm. But what's so interesting is that in slowing down, like, the readers and the learners that come out of that are Mm. like, like it's not like I can't even compare it because I have kids in both systems Mm -hmm. and to really sort of see how like, maybe you don't need to learn how to read right in kindergarten. You know, maybe that's not the most important thing to push. And that when that actually turns on, when it's ready to turn on, how that can like, it's just an example of with children, you know, how we're just, we're constantly like, imagine, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't teach kids how what, what mm-hmm. we teach them now in kindergarten. And now we do. And then by the time we get adults, that energy is just like, you know, that it's like that boulder going down the hill, right? Like that energy right, it's the, to um, more faster, better. It's it, the habit. It's just, it, it's just a habit. It is. <clears throat> and I find that, and I'm not great at this. This is not my natural way. Going slower is not natural for me because I really can be very productive. And when I do that, I get a lot done, but I'm very burned out. So I find in the slowing down, there's there's just expansiveness in the slowing down. And when you expand, I feel like you can just, you can absorb more and you can yeah. explore more and you can, you can be more. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's just a hard, it's a hard um, it's a hard thing to sell people on because they want to do more. They really believe that if they could only do more, like they would be more valuable in the world. Yeah, no. And it's true. And it's, you really have to experience it. I think, I think it's just something, you know, you have to like find a good group of people and like have the accountability and do it together. Because if you don't experience it, it's, it really is hard to explain. And the other other time I personally really experienced it and also watched my kids experience it at a new level was last year when we, I took them all out of school and took them on my book tour. And Mm -hmm. I went into the book tour thinking I was going to get more work done. I was going to meet more people. I was doing all these speaking things And what ended up happening is we ended up creating this space and I did go out for the first four months and speak my brains out, but (laughs) my body told me to stop basically, you know, after four months because it was too much. And what happened when I stopped was all these amazing things happened in that year that I could have never predicted. You know, I could have Mm. never even... 
I don't, seen I, them coming. I, I couldn't have seen them coming. Like, I couldn't have planned <clears throat> for them. I never could. I couldn't have even dream for them, much less plan for them. Do you know what oh, I that's mean? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, which is yeah. super. It's it's really amazing. But again, it was that moment of like collapse. <laughs> I literally. But you collapsed. had to listen, right? Yeah. You were you were listening, and I think that a lot of my clients don't. And this was me true. I'm, I'm not judging anybody for doing this, but. You know, we just don't stop long enough to listen or we don't say, why have I been sick all year? Why have yeah. my kids been sick all year? Or why why have I gained 25 pounds? Like we don't stop and ask ourselves. We just keep blaming and blaming and blaming and judging ourselves. And it's just it's just like a sickness. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I think thinking it's normal. Right. Like this is right. just the human condition. When- so when you were talking about having a group of people, um, whenever I do a workshop, the women who come to these workshops are always not only very grateful for what they learn, but they're grateful to see that there are other women in the world who are struggling with the exact same thing they are. Yes. And they went on their feedback sheets. They always write, I really loved that the women opened up and I really loved knowing that I wasn't alone. Right. Well, and the funny thing is, is that like, you know, probably our neighbors <laughs> are feeling the same way we are. Sure. But we just don't have these conversations. I mean, we're all feeling this way because we're all right. living in this crazy world. Well, I feel like that's why I'm on this mission. You know, I always, my blogs are always about, hey, here's an example of where I was kind of a jerk this week. And I yeah. want to tell you, or here's an example of how I burned out. And I want to tell you because I want people to know that they're not alone. So I feel like I'm on the mission of like being, being yeah. really open about, you know, my own, um, vulnerabilities because I feel like it's, it's a starting point to have a conversation with people who aren't, who aren't, who don't do that naturally. Right. Okay. So tell me a little bit then about the difference in an expansive day for you. So obviously you still have your moments. We all do, but like when there is an expansive day and you are getting what a normal person might think one should get done in a day, what like what you know what I mean like because I feel like once you add this expanse you actually sort of can get the same amount done but it's hard to right say that it, it just feels um it feels more peaceful it feels more rushed there I guess the the difference is not in actually what I get done the difference is in my mindset so it's it. like it's not you know how you like you you know most women get out of bed and they're like let's go right. and then that's the whole day it's like push 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 um, my day, I'll, and I will acknowledge that my husband does take my son to school, but, um, my day does start when there's starts and I'm just doing different things. The day has a different energy to it and a different flow to it. And there's not this panic. I don't have panic. The, that's the first thing I do. I feel like I'm productive and I don't have panic. And the second thing that's really important is my to-do list is really constrained. I will look at my client's to-do list and it's just endless. And what I do is I have a place where I put all the things from my brain. You know, I have a parking lot in a, in a notebook, but I, I take the three things that I really want to get done that day. And I put it on basically like a post-it so that it's in front of me all day. And those are the three things I have to get done. That's it. And people look at me like I'm insane. You only get three things done. I get, you know, I get more than three things done, but those are my three things I'm really focused on getting done. Um, if you have a to-do list that is pages and pages long, you're literally setting yourself up for failure because you're never, even the most organized person with no kids home during the day who had to drive nobody anywhere is not going to get through that to-do list. And so it's counterintuitive. Again, it's that word of counterintuitive. Like I only put three things on my list, which actually I get done and I feel, um, I feel like satisfied and I feel proud and I feel peaceful. 
Um, and then there are days where I don't even get to the three things because life gets lifey. But I know that the next day I can just get that stuff done. Yeah. It, well, it can always go on tomorrow's list. And the and I think that that's the three things, though, for the especially for the tomorrow list thing is really important <clears> because <throat> when we keep saying tomorrow to our list of 100 things, those 100 yes. things, it can go a year before they get right. done. But I find sometimes when I look at a long list in a day, I don't even get three things done. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you just like the stress just makes you move on to other things, like maybe get some other part of something done, but you don't get those three whole things done. So there's something very satisfying about getting three whole things done. And I want to just address one more thing on this topic, because um, what happens when we look at our long list? Yes, it, it feels overwhelming. We're never going to get through it. But here's what people do. If they take a thing and they put it on their list of three, right, they w- there will be one thing on there that you don't really want to do. There's some resistance there. It's either too hard or you have to make a phone call or you know it's going to take a lot of energy or it's a hard conversation. Like there's just something that you're resistant to. Notice that thing that keeps getting moved to the next day. Here's what people do. They'll look at their list of three things, and then there's one thing that they don't want to do, so then they just distract, or they buffer, or they numb out, and they're just doing something really subconsciously to avoid it. And the difference, I think, between me and a person like that is I will say, I will look at that thing, and I will say, this is going to suck, and I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's on my list. And I swear that is the only difference between why I am productive and another mom is not. Yeah. Is that I am willing to say it's uncomfortable and be uncomfortable. And right. once people get that and they can understand that, oh my gosh, I can do hard things. I can do that hard thing. That's how they build confidence. Their whole life shifts. Yep. I love that. Um, Cause, and I feel like that word balance and productivity, we like somehow put, you know, like that it always feels good. Like we, we somehow we associate that. So the second <laughs> right. it doesn't feel good, we're like, oh my God, we're out of balance. But Go on it's really not like that. Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. And actually, let's see what's you, happening out there in the world. That's what your brain wants to do. And you just have to wrangle your brain back and say, look, I appreciate that you're trying to protect me brain. I know that you don't want me to be uncomfortable, but I need to get this done and I'm, I'm okay to be uncomfortable. And like, if you talk to your brain like that, it's kind of amazing what it will do for you. I love that. And actually, and you said something that I think is important just to note for everybody listening, because it wasn't something that I always intrinsically knew to do, which is that if you have something um, on your to-do list and you don't get it done, first of all, just be totally nice and forgiving to yourself. But second of all, do move it to somewhere else. And our mutual friend, Patty Lennon, actually talks a lot about this. So, and she talks about it actually on a post podcast. So we'll link that up in the show notes. But just that idea of actually realizing that if you don't do something, it's okay, but just moving it to somewhere else so that you believe that you're responsible, that you're going to do it. Because a lot of times we just let it go. And then we don't actually believe that we're ever going to do our to-do list. And that belief helps us move forward, which I love that strategy because I've definitely done that before. (laughs) Yeah. And so what happens to women is they've they've taken that thing off the to-do list so long that now they shrug and they say, well, I'm just, it's just never going to get done, or I just can't do that, or I'm not a person who, fill in the blank. Yeah. And it's because they've cheated on themselves so much that they just don't believe in themselves anymore. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to just tell your brain, it's going to be hard, and you're going to be okay. And that's how they build the belief in themselves again. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about accountability, 
Um, sure. And then we're going to wrap up. But um, what, like, I know that this has been hugely important in my life um, in the different things. Like, I feel like I've had moments in my life that actually have gotten too busy because I've found too much accountability in too many areas at the same time. <laughs> right. But, That's interesting. That does happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but having like for my major goal, which I feel like I usually have one at a time and it sometimes has to do with work, but sometimes it has to do with my body. Sometimes it has to do with my kids. I sort of am assessing that at a monthly, t- you know, each month, mm-hmm. but it really has helped me to have, somebody who's holding me a little bit accountable or some group of people that I feel accountable to. Um, and so will you talk a little bit about how that's worked, how you've noticed that work for you and your clients? Yeah, my clients are, they tend to be um, obligers, which means that they put everybody else on the list before they'll put themselves on the list. So it's really easy for that, for that brain type to, uh, to seek external um, accountability. They they need they know that they won't take care of themselves, so they just need somebody to check in with them. Not to be not to beat them up or be mean, but just to say, hey, you you were going to do that thing. Did you do that thing? If yeah. you didn't, how come? Let's explore why without judgment. Yeah. Um, so my clients tell me that they often don't get stuff done until the day before we're about to meet, or the only reason they have got something done is because they know we're meeting the next day. <laughs> And so it's really useful for people who don't, who aren't wired to put themselves on the list. And it can come in lots of forms. I mean, like I have private coaching clients, but I have group clients and within my groups, it's so cute. Sometimes they, they like break off and share, share phone numbers and they'll, they'll check in with each other via text each day. Like they just need, they just need a touch point. And here's the other thing you need a touch point, but you also need somebody who's going to gently and directly call you out when you don't get that thing done. Like, it's okay that you didn't get it done, but let's talk about why that's way more interesting to me than the fact that you didn't get it done. Yeah, no, I love that. And, um, you know, I have, I definitely have built that into my life and have people I check in with weekly and people who check Mm -hmm. in with me weekly. And obviously people in the plan simple community have, you know, have used me to check in, but it's, it's actually helpful. I, I think I'm an obliger a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's helpful for me to be on both sides. Do you know what I mean? So I love when it's that group situation when not only am I having a, being held accountable by a group of people, but I'm also holding someone else accountable. Yes, Somehow because, that helps me, like it helps <clears throat> it sink in for me. Right. And, and if you are a little bit of an obliger, it makes you, what, what gives you value and what fills you up is helping other people. Yes. And so by being able to do that for yourself and to know that you're providing that service for somebody else fills you up even more. It serves you like doubly. I love that. Yeah. 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 And, and as my kids have gotten older, it's funny. We, I, we, I start to find that playing out in my family more, which is even, which is awesome. You know, How I'm, so? Well, like, so I'm leading a, a cleanse right now and I'm, I've actually committed to doing a hundred days of um, eating 12 to 17 uh, servings of fruits and veggies to see how it affects my health. And, um, so, and so like, I have this like list of things that I want to do in a day and my kids see it on the fridge. And so, you know, there, I have a 14 year old who's super into fitness and, you know, every day he's like, 
you know, did you do that? Have you had that? Well, and then my daughter, like she, you know, created a system. So I was checking off water on a glass. I was like, this is genius. Like I have accountability <laughs> in my kids. And then recently my son is like, mom, have you shared on Instagram yet today? And that's like my big thing that I never have time for. And I'm like, oh no, I'll go do it. And he's like, no mom, just sit down right now and do it like right now. And it's funny. It's, it's helpful. That's and, wonderful. Yeah. It's really fun. It's fun to have that like in your household. Yeah, built in. But you guys have made it fun. It's not like a it's not like a cranky thing. A lot of people think accountability has to be negative and, and judgmental because that's how we've been to ourselves for so long. Right. But it really can be fun and it can be gentle and it also can be really, you know, expansive again and exploratory. Like my clients, they learn so much about themselves when they're doing this work that 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 is life changing for them. Like they walk away from a session and they just they can it's not only better for them, but then they can go out into the world and do the same thing for other people. Yeah, I love that. So is the best way for people to find you on your website, which we will link up in the show notes? Is that right? Uh, yep. It's, that's jenliddy.com. I'm mm -hmm. a 1N Jen, so J-E-N yep. Liddy. Yep. Um, but I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram. It's at jenliddycoach. Okay. And that's where you'll find um, a lot of just kind of just touch points for the day to remember that you matter and your breath matters and you can get, you can do hard things. That's, this is kind of the, oh, awesome. it's a good reminder. All right. So we will link both those up in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you well. so much, Mia. And our closing question, which is funny because we haven't touched on food at all, so I don't even know where this is <laughs> going to go. But, but we recently, you know, we recently re renamed the podcast, the Plan Simple podcast and took out meals so that we could, because okay. for me, all this stuff around the food actually is what really feeds into whether we can mm. make time to even deal with the food. <laughs> right, um, right. So it's opened up to great conversations like this one. But I'm continuing with my final question which is tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you, either because of the food, the company, or some aha you had while you were sharing it. Oh, this is so easy. In two, it was 19, it was, it was 1999 and I went to Costa Rica for New Year's Eve. So I was 29 years old. I never liked vegetables. We grew up on canned vegetables and frozen vegetables. And so I got to this, this eco resort and all they had, vegetables. <laughs> and I was like, what am I going to eat for a week? And I was panicked. The way that this woman cooked these vegetables was with such love and freshness that th th it completely changed how I looked at vegetables. And I came home from there feeling nourished and, and adding vegetables into my life in a way that I never thought I would. Oh my God. I love, you know, I love that story. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love big. Well, and I, I, I love that you, you trans, you, you know, started eating more veggies. I also love the part about the love because I think <clears> actually <throat> that is a big block that we put on food a lot of times is that it's yes. such a duty. It's just like the time. It's That's such right. a duty to do it. That it's we a forget, service. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. we forget that it's actually like, med you know, it's like, it's making us healthy. It's making us be able to show up to everything else. Right. It's fuel. Yeah. It, yeah. Which, so I love that. Awesome. I like that story. Thanks. All right. Well, Jen, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for and, having me. I so yeah. appreciate it. This was really fun. All right, you guys, that is a wrap of the episode. I now want to go through the doable changes. Well, three of the doable changes that Jen shared. So at the end of every episode, I pick three actions that we can all take around what our guest shared. I really do believe in taking small steps towards the thing that we want. A lot of times I think as women, we try to take on everything at once and we fall flat. 
on ourselves. We fall flat on our face because we've taken on too much and we can't sustain it for as long as we want to. So I really, really believe in this concept of picking one thing a week. And Jen shared three great things today. So the first thing that she shared is to constrain your to-do list. It is so true that we need a place for all the things in our brain on a piece of paper, but call it a brain dump or a parking lot, not a to-do list. In the flow planner, we actually call it the master list, if you want my word. And what I want you to do is I want you to choose three things that you really want to get done from the day. You can pull them from that list, but that list is not what you're looking at all day. You're pulling three things and you're writing them on a post-it and you're keeping them in front of you. And you will get more things done sometimes, some days, some days you won't. But stay focused on the three things because you'll start to feel really, really accomplished. And again, that is how the flow planner is organized as well. Each day you're prompted to pick three things from your to-do list, which you're flowing forward to a monthly view and a weekly view. So I really believe in constraining your to-do list and not having your to-do list be the thing that you're looking at all day because that sends us into overwhelm. Again, don't forget actually, because we're going to talk about to-do lists, to sign up for that challenge the flow challenge, which is happening in 10 days. It's, or the day after Mother's Day, because I'm not actually sure when you're listening to this, but you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash flow planner, all lowercase, and that will get you um, to the page, the challenge page. Okay. All right. Then, um, or go to social media. If for any reason there's any hitch with that link, go to social media. It's going to be everywhere. So Instagram or Facebook. The second change that Jen shares is do the uncomfortable thing. So most of us put something on our to-do list that we don't really want to do or feels hard to do. So we, we put it off because we know it's going to take energy and then we end up not doing it. So what Jen encourages us to do is to do the uncomfortable thing first. Once you do that and realize that you can do the hard things, you gain confidence and you start getting your list done more regularly. So do the hard thing first, the thing that you don't want to do. Um, I mean, unless you really are not meant to do this thing, but for a lot of us, there's something that just feels hard, um, but we need to get done and it feels so good once it's done. So it's that uncomfortable phone call writing that blog post when you're not a writer, making that hard call to your mother or your spouse or having a conversation with your kid, whatever. But these things that feel hard, they derail us from the rest of our day. So do that thing first. And then the third doable change that Jen shared is build empty blocks into your schedule. Empty blocks are essential for recharging. I could so not agree with anything more, you guys. We have to build in downtime. So if you aren't in the habit of including empty blocks into your schedule, it can feel a little strange and uncomfortable. Try adding one this week. Don't schedule anything else at that time. Use that for something that recharges you. And as you get used to this doable change, try adding more empty blocks. So when I'm using my flow planner or paper planner, what I generally do is I 
I block out time like that I say I'm going to work or I'm going to meal prep or I'm going to spend time with my kids. And I do that by drawing a rectangle around that time in a certain color, actually. Or if I don't have colored pens, I'll just like do it in black and write in little teeny type at the top that this is my work block or my helping out of the kids school block or whatever it happens to be. And I want you to have like empty blocks, like this is empty time. And a good way to do this, a lot of people when they start doing this say, but all my time now feels full because my calendar is so full. But the thing is, is if you don't block out this time, you'll fill it with something that's busy because we like to be busy. And the point of this is not to be busy at all times. So what I like to do is pick a really calming color, like a light blue or just a light color, lighter than the rest, less noisy than the rest of my calendar. And you could do this in your Google calendar too. And I just block out that time. And over time, my mind is trained that that color is downtime. So yes, at the beginning, it all looks a little bit busier. But over time, you start to look forward to those light blue blocks or whatever color you choose because you know that that means space. And space means creativity. Space means a calmer parent. Space means that you have the sort of heart and gut because you've given yourself the space to make choices um, in a better way than when we're busy. So space is good. All right, you guys, those are the three doable changes from this episode. Constrain your to-do list, do the uncomfortable thing, build empty blocks into your schedule. I will see you guys on the next episode and in the Plan Simple Challenge. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.